0: You're listening to episode 310 of the Major Issues Podcast, and on this episode, we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Batman Mask of the Phantasm with a recap and review. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello, everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason. And that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com. And as always, I'm never alone. This place is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, sir, if you could please introduce yourself.
1: And I am B-Roke, but still loving Batman. What's going on, Don?
0: I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy I have company here. We're here to talk about Batman. A very, very momentous occasion. So momentous that you're not even alone. <laughs> Other, sir, if you could please introduce yourself.
2: What up, everybody? It's John Escudero, a.k.a. Yogi.
0: Yogi is here, and we're here to talk about a very important piece of Batman media celebrating its 30th anniversary. I'm assuming making everyone here feel incredibly old.
2: <laughs> God. I
1: don't even want to think about it. Batman. I, I,
0: oh, go ahead, I, own,
1: I, I own this on VHS. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: here to talk about Batman Mask of the Phantasm, uh, which was released in 1993 on Christmas Day. Beautiful. On Christmas Day, 1993. God you would think it, it would be beautiful um it turns out that when they first came out with this uh they were they were so hyped about it i guess that they ended up switching it to a theatrical release on short notice um and <laughs> they which ended up making they ended up having like a terrible marketing and promotional uh team or whatever uh, tactics uh to try to get this thing out and it ended up actually becoming a a bomb it fails at the box office um and because of that we ended up not getting an animated batman film for close to 25 years until we get both lego batman and then the 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 limited theatrical release of the killing joke which should have bombed (laughs) that if anything should have done bad (laughs) it was it was the freaking killing joke um but yeah uh so far removed from um Everything that we think of now with modern superhero media, you know, Batman, the anime series was killing it. And this is coming from that universe, I guess, B-Roke, I'll start with you. You are older. So you have a bit of a different perspective than us. Can you remember, can you remember uh, the hype around this? If any, can you remember your excitement around this? If any, this was one of the things that I think I had like on tape alongside like Sub-Zero um stuff like that uh so i ended up I, I was it was a home watch for me but was there any excitement about actually going to the theater and seeing this
1: well yeah i grew up at a time when at least in the socioeconomic culture that going to the movies was a big deal and so no i i had no idea that this was gonna be in theaters from my right from my recollection mm-hmm. but i remember there being commercials and i can see like how you were saying That the marketing was for this was very poor. So I remember seeing commercials for this going, wait a minute, is that an episode or is this going (laughs) to actually be in theaters? Is this, is this real? Is this a joke? But I didn't pay it any mind because even if I knew it was a movie, there was no way I was going to convince my parents, Hey, let's, let's spend that hard earned dollars. And instead of going to see a grown up movie because grown up money is being spent on this, take me to see Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So there was, for me, the idea of going to the movies to see this was impossible, but I do remember seeing commercials for it. I mean, the Batman animated series at the time was the hype. So there was, I mean, I remember bragging about the idea that Batman, the animated series was on primetime for a little while. There was a few weeks where it was like, oh, on Sunday after the Simpsons, Batman animated series. And I remember being like telling my 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 family, like, leave it on channel five, like, don't think because the Simpsons is over that the cartoon afterwards <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. is, is terrible. It's Batman, give it a shot. And so that's, that's how good the show was. So the Bass of the Phantasm to me deserved that level of, of respect and attention. But like I said, it bombed, they released it on Christmas day. They didn't really market it well, but once it came to VHS that was the easy that was an easy buy and like I said I still own it to this day on VHS as well as DVD I I need to get the Blu-ray and it's it's an amazing animated movie it still holds up to this very day I just watched it this past weekend again for this for this occasion with my son who even though he was kind of looking at it like well you know this animation's hokey it's not it's not modern at the end of it he even he was like this is this was really really good I say you're damn right it was
0: (laughs) No, definitely, uh, Yogi. You're a tremendous uh, Batman fan. You even went on the record of saying that you we, we would put almost any piece of Batman media up against this film. Uh, can All you remember first? Not almost.
2: Not almost. <laughs> I didn't say say want to sound hyperbolic. Right. No, no. I'll be hyperbolic because I be, because I I I was saying it earlier in a bit i typed a little thing up i even downloaded letterbox i was like i'll put this on letterbox because i feel that way so strongly i watch mask of the phantasm and i always go into it remembering how i feel and what i've said publicly and i watch it and i start it and i'm like all right is it still gonna be as good as i said like is it really is it really that good like even i don't believe what the fuck i said about this movie sometimes (laughs) and i sit there and i watch this movie and by the end of it i'm like Yes, it fucking yes, it is. It absolutely is perfect. Like this movie has everything you love about Batman. Everything you love about Batman is in this movie. They give you the he even becomes the enemy of the police at one point. They just give they give you every fucking thing. It's it's a uh, superb. I love this film uh, with all my heart. I put it against not only any batman i think i put it against most live action superhero films this is one of the greatest superhero films there is i mean that
0: i was also a bit curious about how i remember liking it and it came from a place of like um nostalgia in my mind you know i'm like i like that and i like that universe i'd watch anything from there um and so when i watched it over this weekend. I was really surprised at how adult maybe <laughs> some of yeah. the stuff was, how, yeah. uh, how deep some of the pathos was for some of this stuff. Um, ironically, I read somewhere that one of the things that they were considering for this film as a premise was um, Batman being put on trial. Uh, to see whether or not he's actually the classic question, right? Does he cause more harm than good, et cetera, and so forth. And the reason why this film wasn't that was because they thought the concept was too sophisticated (laughs) for moviegoers. So they ended up making it an episode of the animated series trial where Joker is, you know, the judge, which is
1: a fantastic episode,
0: great episode, but it just goes to show you how much rich stories they were willing to tell with this character. And for, I mean, I hate to say this because it sounds like I'm downplaying, but this is a a cartoon. You know, for the most part, they could have skidded without doing anything of note. Like, they could have went right past. (laughs) Not even just
2: that it's a cartoon. It is spun off of an already successful, like, children's cartoon. And
0: it's the
2: 90s where these cartoons aren't usually made. Like, they're not pushing that heavy to try to scare the censors away or scare the censors into chopping your shit up, you know?
0: You uh, know, I, I think um the uh, creators who created the style, uh, Bruce Timm and Eric Radomsky, they wanted like they're already on. They're like, we want guns in this. We want them. They're like, We're, you can't do any of this. What are you what are you talking about? And they, and they just put it in there like their little demo we'll see what reel. Happens. <laughs> yeah, they didn't it, put it in a little demo reel to see, you know, and, and, and people loved it. And um I it was it was really cool to come back into this. Uh, universe, and it's fairly brief. It's fairly brief, but it's it's dense in material. Am I making any sense? Uh, be robust. no, no. We're honestly, I, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, no, no. Definitely, I was because it's so dense in my memory. Because I used to watch this thing all the time. It got to the point where I'm pretty sure my my VHS copy was starting <laughs> to just wear out. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I, it's been a couple of years since I watched it. So when I went to pull it up. This time, I was like, wait, 117 minutes? You know, like, not even, I'm sorry, not 117, 78 minutes. I apologize. 78 minutes. I'm like, in my mind, this thing was like two hours long. Right. I was like, wow, that's how, that's how, like you said, how dense this material was. Because in that short amount of time, which is basically what, three, th- the, the, the length of three Batman animated series episodes, yeah. they put this dense of a story. Uh, this this the, dense of the, story, the density of the story matches that of these two and a half hour Matthew Reeves and Christopher Nolan Batman movies, right? And those things go forever. This is barely ninety minutes, not even ninety minutes, and it and it has that quality of a story to it that there's so many layers to this that even even in this rewatch, I was sitting there going, "Wow!" Like I never noticed this. I never noticed this. I never noticed oh, yeah. all these little these little details that just gives you so much. And to me, you know, you, if you make this nowadays, they, they, they put all that extra detail into it. They would, the the animation would be that much better. The, the story would have those lines. They'd be willing to, you know, show some, some, some death and actual bloodshed because in in rewatching it as deep as it is. And some of the stuff that they, they push the envelope with compared to the episodes, I'm just like, Oh man, but, had had we gotten to actually see
0: one step further. <laughs>
1: it just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, just a well, little bit further. I
2: don't know if I would want that because they got to do that with Justice League recently, and it was like lackluster a little bit. They did um they brought Bruce Tim. Actually, they did do it with Batman. They did it uh that movie Batman and Harley Quinn.
0: It's oh, Batman T A S but like it. for
2: adults, and they have this. I never scene got to see that. I, yeah. She ties up. It's a foul scene now. I'm sure you've seen this scene out of context. She oh, is it the one where she ties up Nightwing? She, right, she right, ties yeah, up yeah, Nightwing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, she okay, bends yeah, I've over, and he's like got the boner now, and it's a whole uh-huh. thing.
1: Like that's what you get today. And
2: I don't know the if Apple. I want that. I don't <laughs> no, know. If I, I, agree. I agree.
1: I you agree. Know? I agree. I don't want that. But there's, think, there.
2: Um, oh, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But just one last thought about that is, I think being forced into that box made
1: them more creative. I can see that. Sometimes as they say, right? Less is more. Less is more, yeah. right? So
0: they were definitely efficient. Like you said, again, with almost with everything against them, <laughs> you know, between spawn uh sorry, sensors and um, you know, what they can and can't get away with just an animation in general. Like they 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 had their backs All against right. the wall and they fought well.
2: <laughs> there's two Batman sex scenes in this movie. Two count Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, and and also like, obviously, and this goes from this praise goes from the animated series all the way through. But the voice acting on this is just good. The voice acting on this show, or you know, or this universe, is just so good. It feels like natural people talking. And obviously, you eventually have the uh, you know the regular um kind of crazy wacky voiceover voices, but they fit depending on the person that. You know, that's portraying that. And th- when it got to like the mafia guys and they're all like, hey, yo, wait. I'm like, there's a part of me that's nos- nostalgic for like one dimensional mob guys and fedoras <laughs> and Tommy guns like that. I think of that when I think of this universe, like blimps and all that other kind of stuff there. Uh, it definitely has a look. It definitely has a voice. And I went in to look to see because I also liked the voice actress for Andrea Beaumont.
2: You know, it's weird for me. Always when the movie starts, I always have to get over the Lois Lane thing. Like, I have to throw that out. I, I didn't know that because it's so low. I had it no idea. It just sounds just like fucking Lois. Like it so sounds exactly it? like Lois. <laughs> I can never unhear it, but I always the <laughs> movie's so good that eventually that fades away, and I don't really care anymore. But yeah, I can always yeah. hear the Lois as soon as the movie starts, and it's a ju- it's sharp. And I think I almost forget always because it always right. shocks me how lois it is. <laughs>
0: It must have been really traumatic when those Snyder uh, leaks came out that he was trying to have Batman and Lois. That actually is. that. that
2: <laughs> I Again, another situation where we push somebody in our box and look at the better thing we got. <laughs> look what happens. <laughs> Maybe what we happens. don't push forward and enjoy it as it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get uh, fully into this um, so we can gush about this properly. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, also known as Batman the Animated Movie Mask of the Phantasm. I've never heard it called that before. Um, Uh, (laughs) That's the Canadian title. Yeah, right. Is the 1993 1993, um, American Animated Romantic Superhero Film. featuring uh, the dc comics character batman this is how it's described on wikipedia it was directed by eric uh, Radomski and bruce tim and written by alan burnett paul dini martin pascoe and michael reeves the film is based on batman the animated series and is the first original theatrical film produced by warner brothers animation before eventually establishing the additional warner brothers feature animation division for theatrical productions moving forward so this started a whole business. The uh, cartoon business over there for Warner Brothers. But yeah, let's get right into it. Our film uh, starts off with a look through Gotham City at night. And not just any Gotham City, but the art deco gothic designs as featured in Batman the Animated Series. That's core. So that's another thing. We hear a choir give a kind of chilly rendition of the song that... This is a song that eventually will become the, ba- the new Adventures of Batman song, the theme. Where do you guys sit? Batman March from the beginning or or this more I guess I, I
2: preferable one I think I just really like I really like how this sounds because it it is a theatrical release it feels like we're in a, we're on another level now like they got ladies making they got ladies singing it
0: <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> I was like does this have words what are they saying <laughs> yeah, well,
1: right? well well first of all give give credit to Shirley Walker 100%. and the production team because what they did here was they like you said this quickly establishes and from what i from what i know from what i know of this they fought for this opening because they wanted it to to be like look this this isn't an episode of the animated series this is a movie so what better way to do this movie when you like you just said we're describing it you hear this and immediately you go okay okay um i'm yeah. not watching an episode of the animated series i'm watching i'm watching film and the it's operatic it's but it turns out that i from what my research is the person singing is singing some of the names of the production team (laughs) you know and just and just just stretching it all out right but (laughs) it sounds so good it sounds so good because i remember as a kid the first time i popped this thing in and it just went off in the house i was like whoa because i was totally expecting the classic you know that that classic opening whereas yeah. now we get this opera and it's just like oh wow we're we're watching something significant and the that computer animated tour through gotham city in that art deco style you're you're okay now we're 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 going into something a little bit more a little deeper even my son when i was watching it with him just this past weekend i could see even he looked over at me like what's going on i'm like exactly you're about to see something very different open your eyes, perk your ears, be quiet, enjoy.
0: (laughs) I thought what was interesting is that um, they did implement like that early 3D animation stuff. Um, I remember them kind of testing this out with Spider-Man, the animated series as well uh, on certain shots, like with him uh, web slinging and stuff. The thing that makes me laugh is for some reason, I just believe that that shot cost them like $200 million at the time. it's like, it's like the, we need we need 10 seconds
2: it's the elephant <laughs> but, from the from the family guy star wars opening crawl that just cost fifty thousand dollars Yep.
0: a hundred percent like come on back in the day um so <clears throat> we were talking about the art deco style of this famously this show coined the phrase dark deco um to talk about the production of how they created the animation for this kind of stuff, um, it's, it turns out both guys, Bruce and Eric, knew that Batman was a dark character, so they knew that the show had to be dark. So backgrounds would be painted in all black, and then everything else would be put on top of it. And anything that was already black was um, left, you know, uh, on the on the paper unpainted. Uh, turns out, kids Warner Brothers once told Bruce Tim that the show was so dark that he was about to reach the legal limit of how dark his show could be. <laughs>
1: wow. That is incredible. They busted <laughs> out the legal grayscale on it. Yeah, hey, look at this. See this? You're on the,
0: you're on the you're line. You're very buddy. close to
2: the bottom. I you're don't right know how we got th- here. <laughs> buddy, we are here.
0: You're right. You're right on the line, buddy. So, I, yeah, I, I just th- think that's great. I love that. Batman's wearing gray and blue, right?
2: Yes. Yes, he is undoubtedly in this 4K. And I I thought that too. I'm glad you brought that up because I thought, was he always wearing
0: blue? Because it's it's the blue blue. accents in the light. So I'm assuming that it's black. You know, like, yeah,
2: as I I was pleasantly surprised to find that they had the 4K uh, version streaming on HBO Max. So I noticed a lot of stuff. Well, I first I don't like the fake grain that they put because I think When you (laughs) upscale something too far. Um, in order to preserve the original look, you have to put like a fake green in like a cinema green. Filter, A a filter, uh, old this old footage filter. I didn't like that at all. But there were some scenes where it was clearly the gray and blue outfit. And they even give Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams a shout out in the movie. So it's like, thank
0: you. I did not catch that. You did not it was it was, no, uh, um, I was probably taking notes or something. He was,
2: he was Bruce was uh in the back computer, and it's some some nah. address O'Neill something and Adams something or you're like, right. No, they were
0: yeah. like the they were like the banks or something that they were, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, shell yeah.
1: exactly,
2: exactly. The shell companies, the shell companies.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that's what they were, yeah, 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 yeah. Right.
1: that's right, <laughs> that's right, yep, wow, oof. Yeah, that was quick. That was
0: quick. Uh, 70 minutes, people. Seventy minutes. It's they the got pacing. all this in there.
2: The pacing. This is like a master okay. class in pacing a film because, like you said, it feels like there's so much, but it was. It's it's hundred seventeen minutes boom, 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 with five minutes of credits. Because they paid and licensed a song that they had to play in full <laughs>
1: at the in the
0: back. Oh my God, the one at the end, the song, the yeah. random like song, nineties, so such a nineties R and B random. Song. Yes,
1: but oh, oh wait, I got some fun stuff about that. Check this out. Go ahead. So same thing, because you know, I was just talking about this where you know, growing up as a kid, no one watched the credits. The Marvel you know. the Marvel Universe basically created the idea of watching credits nowadays. You right, know. Right. But here, you know, just I had it playing and me, my son and I were just, talk, you know, doing our little post game discussion. And I'm listening to the song going, wow, like you said, <laughs> this is so 90s. And I'm sitting there going, I wonder who sings this song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tia Carrere sings that post credit songs.
0: Isn't that not a voice actress?
1: She's an actual actress. Remember Wayne's World? Remember the girlfriend? In oh Wayne's my World? God, she sings
0: understand.
2: the song? That's she cool sings hilarious. that song. I'm sorry. That is funny oh. as hell.
0: How the hell they pull her for this? Song. <laughs> I just remember for this
2: song. remember
0: every movie in the '90s ended with this power ballad. Every, every mm-hmm. uh, they do it in um uh, men in tights like <laughs> men in know, tights. Ends, we and have an action. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, I'm like, what is going on here? Um, so. Back at the fa- you know Mask of the Phantasm, uh, we head over to the Shady Lady Casino, where some mobsters are getting ready to launder some counterfeit bills through their gambling establishment. As they discuss business, the Batman arrives and begins to take them down. He takes them down. Uh, he takes down all the goons, but the big boss in charge, Chucky Soul, manages to escape to the parking lot. Before he can get into his vehicle, a dark figure clouded in mist appears and claims that the Angel of Death awaits Mr. Soul. The figure, who we will refer to as the Phantasm, uh, gets distracted long enough for Chucky to get in his car and uh to get away but in his de- desperate attempt to run over the phantasm he accidentally smashes through the parking lot window and crashes into a nearby building dying on impact i didn't know if they were going to say he died <laughs> I, thought, oh, yeah. I thought it was just a fun ride i was like is he is he, is he dead uh, yeah, he, he's he's like Big Dead. He tried to do the Fast and the Furious car jump thing, and it did not it did not work like how it does in the movies. Don't attempt it. Uh, Batman gets to the scene late, and onlookers see him and deduce that he must be responsible for Chuck's death. Batman sees the phantasm, but can't apprehend them in time. I just wanted to note that the phantasm was designed with the ghost of Christmas Past in mind. Oh, so, so that was a
2: that was a real shout out then that they did in the movie. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did want to <laughs> ask. I guess two questions. Well, sure. That I didn't. I guess I never noticed this before. But did they ever call it the phantasm? No.
0: no. So oh, right. I write. I, I write it in this portion uh, of my notes, waiting for the part where they <laughs> they call it the phantasm, but it never comes. <laughs> so, no, I don't. I don't think they're, they. Yeah, it's one of those and things. she's like, "No, I'm the yeah.
2: ghost of Christmas past. Didn't you fucking get it? Christmas future? What are you yes. talking about?"
0: Shazam would then go on to continue the uh, tradition of not never calling the character by the name that everyone knows. All yeah, right.
1: <laughs> what was your other question?
2: Uh, he never cleared himself from this murder. Oh wait, no. wait a minute. There's no. no, no. There's no evidence no. that he didn't do this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He flew up yeah. downtown chasing this man. He didn't Yeah, you're right. Quit. He was just free. <laughs> he was scot free at the end.
0: I, w- I was thinking to myself because I love uh, Batman Returns, which is another Christmassy Batman film. And um, in that, it's, it's a very similar thing. They throw the girl off the top. People look up. They see Batman. They're like, oh, shit, Batman did it. <laughs> Batman. Never, never
1: clear of that. Never clear of that.
0: Open, open and shut case. It's Batman. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I like that. I like that they brought all that back. Um we got a real piece of crap in uh, Arthur Reeves, who's already talking. Anyone who's calling Batman a public menace, I'm really like, come on, come right, on, bro? it right, like,
1: guy. oh man, nope, you don't <laughs> know what you're talking about here, man.
0: Hey, oh wait, hey, come on, he's a- <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly
0: Hart Bachner is um, is uh, yeah, that's his name. The guy who plays Arthur Reeves, Ark Bachner. I don't know, if I um, know this guy. He says he was in Carrie, uh, Criminal Minds, stuff wow. like that. He did 10 episodes of The Starter Wife, which sounds like an interesting series. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't
0: know what it means, but yeah. The first wife, um, you know. Uh, you know. Um, so he tells the media that Batman is a public menace who shouldn't be above the law. Commissioner Gordon, the homie, is like, yo, <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? You're messing all this up for everybody. Uh, and... Bruce Wayne watches the press conference from the Batcave. Um, Elsewhere, a mysterious woman calls Arthur Reeves and says that she's excited to see him after 10 years. Reeves promises with his new political poll that he'll be able to, quote unquote, sort the family finances. Later that night, oh, and the girl's like, uh, rubbing a Time Magazine with Bruce Wayne on the cover. (laughs) <laughs> As this is going on, is going on. And I'm he's not like, thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's not not around see old friends, right? She's like, no, no, like, puts the fucking Time Magazine uh, back down. Um, later that night, Arthur attends a party at Wayne Manor. I looked vicarious not vicariously uh uh fervently to find out what this was because there's always a gala right it's always a gala a party it's just a party there's no description of what this is for bruce wayne's just throwing another shindig and surrounded right. i got i, got, I got
1: money i got money so come on through
0: money and women and what's up with that one girl's eyes did anyone catch that one? This yeah. one oh yeah what was that about she's a demon She <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> are all black eyes um but yeah he's surrounded by women uh, they do the whole Jack Sparrow thing. where One of them comes up and, you know, basically gives him one four for, for being so out and about a playboy out there. She throws a drink on him. Um, I thought it was strange and,
2: they let that girl have such a similar design to Andrea. Because that is yeah. kind of confusing for children. You just kind of assume that's her if you're a child. He's Red-headed, also got to be. Yeah. Blue-eyed redhead women are not very common. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Honestly, honestly, I, I, for me, I, I didn't bother me at all. I didn't even notice it.
2: I, I think the idea is that this is his type. He has banged ah, other, he's been he's trying other been, Andreas, <laughs> but it just doesn't work because it's not the real one.
1: It's not it's the not real his. one.
0: It's, <laughs> it's not, not my
1: Andrea. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, it's, it's not his gene, you know?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, he's, uh, <laughs> he, he's the nicest billionaire ever. Only, Bruce can get a drink thrown at him at his party in his manner and just be like, Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Let it rock. I I Um, also
2: thought it was interesting that they kind of basically established that he is actually banging these women. And it is because the the animated series doesn't get too much into Playboy Bruce Wayne. They they I don't even remember it referenced, but they pretty clearly established that here, like Bruce Wayne fucks. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a couple (laughs) random episodes where you see him with mention other women, or like the news will mention him as being a playboy. But yeah, like seeing him at this party with, you know, one woman on each arm and then the third woman coming in being like, oh, you, you player and you, you (laughs) kiss me. And, but, because you go, oh, go ahead, brother. No, I was just going to say, like, the pacing of this is in the first, what, 10 minutes, we're witness to murder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which in the animated series, you never saw anybody die. Even when you, a henchman seemingly died, you would see them like laying down and kind of waking up, or groan? or t- or groaning something. And this is like, wait a minute, like because kind of like just uh, what, what George said a second ago, you thought, okay, he drove the car off, and. <laughs> yeah. You know he's fine. Like his head hit the hit the steering wheel. He's fine. Like no, nah, this dude's He'll dead. Okay. They just they just quickly say he's dead. Like oh my god! Like in the, in the <laughs> first couple minutes, this is dead. And now we're 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 being witness to yeah, Bruce Wayne is getting his groove on on a regular basis. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> yeah, this is not this is not the Saturday morning Batman show.
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say. You go either one or two ways about it, and it's usually you go, "Oh, he, the one that got away, so he never, you know, he never indulged again. You know, he's Batman, <laughs> so he closes himself off." No, not this one. He, he's not. He, maybe he's not falling in love again, but he's he's uh, he's having his fun out there. I got it. It's for appearances, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it is. Now bring me the lotion. Uh, yes, so, right.
1: Send her a fruit basket.
0: Yes. Uh, so beautiful women, um, after one throws a drink at him, Arthur Reeves gives him crap about his luck with women. According to Arthur, the only woman Bruce ever considered being serious with was a woman named Andrea Beaumont. This seems to trigger Bruce who goes over to a portrait of his family to think about it. Um, that was kind of that was like the most nineties thing ever, right? Like he got triggered, and he just walked into the next room to look at his parents, Told and, him like
2: shove the, the acting
1: up his ass. Not just that, that but it, how quickly this establishes this 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 freaking uh, pencil pusher as just a yeah. dick. Yeah, because yeah. we we saw in the previous the previous scene, he knows who she is. He's still friends with her. And yeah. now he's in. Now he's in. Bruce. Hey, what's that girl's name? Um, Pretending Andrea Beaumont. Know, Yay, yeah, Andrea Beaumont. Is, oh, is that making your heart break? Oh man, because you know he's hating on Bruce because he knows Bruce has a relationship with her or yeah. had a relationship with her. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just he knows oh, she's man. coming into
0: town. Yep. Like, like, and he doesn't bring it up. He's a nope. yeah, He's a beast. He just piece wants to. Trash. He just
1: wants to just just stab him with it. You know, like oh, you freaking jerk.
0: I was thinking about this, and I was like, you know, um, Batman Media's, there's been so much of it in so many different styles, so many different ways of telling a story. Um, obviously, uh, this plays around with time a lot. It kind of reminds me of Batman Begins, in the sense that we're following, you know, present day Bruce Wayne, but we're also going back at choice moments to show, to drop us just the right amount of knowledge about the past to continue the story until the bomb gets dropped, where all the pieces connect and all the puzzle pieces come together um it's a it's a cool way to tell the story
2: i did a little research um as we were doing our intros and uh, (laughs) as
0: it it turns out the movie
2: is directly inspired by citizen kane and that's where this technique this storytelling technique comes from
1: the the same exact storytelling technique that you were describing yeah, I mean, I've I never heard of this movie. What is what? What movie is this? Citizen? What?
0: Uh, so Glenn, <laughs> so, so Dan, Dan is somewhere <laughs> just flipping so the table. Glenn <laughs> Jacobs plays this guy named Kane, right? And he's going for his citizenship. Oh, oh <laughs> God! it. <laughs> oh. And so, and so he's from hell, technically, so he doesn't have an ID here, and he's trying to do his best to go for his citizenship. It's a, it's a, it's, it's. Oh, harboring. this is the
2: one with the burning funeral home. That's yeah, right. Yeah,
0: that's I name. love this. Oh, one. Oh yes. <laughs> um so uh it turns out andrea and bruce met at a cemetery nothing weird about that at all andrea was there seeing her mother while bruce was visiting his parents um they introduced themselves and they furt a little but there's no time for romance as tonight is bruce wayne's first time fighting crime
2: i actually do like that they met in a cemetery because it would be bruce wayne's perfect woman is another weirdo (laughs) who's obsessed with the death of their parents
0: <laughs> what what are you doing uh, you're here at six o'clock in the morning too talking to your parents
2: he said uh-huh <laughs> like, hold on i'm in love <laughs>
0: yeah they say don't fight it right you go to the places that you would go to normally and love Their sight love will come <laughs> so, uh, yeah he, <laughs> there it is he did he, he he did it right um so he makes a makeshift outfit that won't allow him to be identified and he successfully manages to prevent a robbery of an armored car even though he is successful, Bruce seems disappointed as villains don't seem to fear him. Something he mm-hmm. thinks is necessary to discourage criminal activity, I guess.
2: I ain't got no respect in these streets, Alfred. I don't know what he right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need I need pointy ears and a cape. Stat.
0: Right. Aren't you scared of bats, Alfred? I mean, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just guess if imagined, there was a six-foot-tall one coming out of I
2: imagine that. Like, I had to tell myself <laughs> that. The fucking the the animation style simplifies something scary that we're just
0: not seeing. Like that's how I believe it must be (laughs) horrifying. It has to be. It just has to be. (laughs) Yeah. But also, like he succeeded. He could have just been like, "That was a good. That we did good tonight, Alfred." Be like, "No, these they're not scared of me. They need to be scared." Because the whole thing is. Well, no, I mean I
1: you're, you're you're right. You're right about that, but it just goes to show the psyche of, of Bruce Wayne. Like, nah, man, it's gotta be perfect. Like be nothing, your, yeah. nothing should have gone wrong. But that whole that whole scene was so beautifully drawn, so beautifully choreographed, even. And I love yeah. the fact Zack Snyder, you could have learned from this, even in that, even again, this is all so many layers so quickly done, they managed to squeeze in a quick him saving somebody the yeah. the tied up security guard he grabs and gets him out of danger when the when the thugs are shooting the shotgun around i'm like that's they could have just had this be an action sequence where there was no stakes but they quickly yeah, he- said have him save somebody real quick who or oh, the tied up security guard he literally just grabs him and gets him out of the way of danger gets him puts him behind something like good he's doing something not just badass but heroic he's saving yeah. somebody and he's still catching the bad guys it, it's so it's so great the way it's done and it's it was fun to see the evolution of his gadgets right because right. you see he has like these ninja stars that aren't quite batarangs right. you know uh, so it, like you you see how even because at this point he's gone away. This is this is the Bruce Wayne who's finally returned to Gotham City after training with you know Zatanna's Zatanna's dad and yeah. and under who God knows who who else Henry Ducard Henry Ducard right all these people uh, with with the with the ninja with the, what was that what was the ninja's name in the series I, I forget I, his name
0: I can't remember his name oh,
1: but look it up anyway so he's training with all these people he comes back and he's even though that the first night is quite successful. He still looks at it and goes, "Nah, it could have been better," and that's, yeah. that's that's that 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 plays to that character of why this guy eventually, as most people like to say, which I will always disagree with, he can beat Superman. But that's a, that's uh, that's, a, th- that's for another day. That's for another day.
0: <laughs> I will say that this leads to hands down my favorite scene in this entire film. Well, one of my favorite scenes in this entire film, um, because the next day. Bruce Wayne is just on his lawn practicing jiu-jitsu <laughs> in the open, full gi. I believe he had a headband. Um, no, that was that was,
1: that was a, from his head injury from the oh, That's what it was, bandage. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nothing, nothing crazy about that at all. A bandaged billionaire, millionaire at the time, billionaire is on his lawn doing jiu-jitsu in the open. A woman shows up. They talk about hand to hand combat. She flips him. Uh, they giggle about it. He tosses her down, pins her down to the ground, and they just start making out. <laughs> and then Alfred comes out, and he's like, "What the? Fuck? Like I was yeah. gone five minutes."
2: They, uh, I mean, and these I want to believe that they just
0: continued. I want to just believe that that that. Well, they session... did. They absolutely did. because <laughs> when he it. comes, when he comes back to her, he's in between her
2: legs. Like they, when oh they come God. back to Bruce, he's between her legs now, <laughs> and he wasn't when he flipped her.
0: So, like, sorry about that it's been bliped. a long time
2: <laughs> those <what I> mean. are <laughs> also but. <laughs> weirdos who met at the cemetery so like they absolutely would be like oh he flipped me this is that was it
0: I, I it's yeah. a
2: blood Bruce
0: <laughs> I just love the unapot like un- no uh, no apologies like screw this we're just gonna do this right here right now Alfred you bring us our lemonade later we we'll need I, it bring that's us what I mean by later.
2: okay so this scene right here is exactly what I mean by being put in a boxes is- Will make you more creative because the alfred scenes the alfred walks in on bruce having sex gag actually is a lot better than just having two minutes of bruce making out with andrea and slowly stripping the shirt and now she's got a bra on and we get a a whiff of
1: sexuality because yeah. But wait, you are telling it works so well in the cl- killing joke when he hooks up with Barbara <laughs> ah, Gordon. Did
0: it? My brain. No, no. <laughs> Barbara no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, it really good shows you how much cuz you get as an adult I get it. I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally get this." Um we go back to present day and Bruce goes back to the party. Another criminal, Buzz Bronski, goes to visit the grave of Chucky e. Soul, only to be confronted by the phantasm, who doesn't seem to be affected by any damage. Bruce does his best to escape. Oh, sorry. Buzz does his best to escape, but falls into a shallow grave. The phantasm then murders him by dropping a huge <laughs> angel <laughs> monument on top of him. I'm like, oh, they're going to do the buried alive gag. No, no, here's a stone. Here's a stone angel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> crashing down from, uh, from like six at least
0: six feet above you because you can't get out of this hole and you're, you're you gotta think his reach so seven eight feet yeah here's a here's a here's a stone uh angel and then um just like last time people look and kind of get a cape and they're like it's batman he's kind of he's killing everybody <laughs> what's going on here um so yeah he is out there reeves demands that gordon and the gcpd take down batman for all these murders but gordon is adamant that batman had nothing to do with it arthur makes bullock put up the bat signal but batman is busy doing forensics at the cemetery while he's there he visits the grave of his parents you know when in town <laughs> he goes and visits the grave of his parents but it's shocked to hear andrea's voice talking to her mom just like 10 years ago andrea catches uh batman leaving and tries to get his attention but he's gone without a trace as an adult when she turns and looks and goes bruce i had chills i was like damn somebody figured it out
2: (laughs) i I thought it was funny
0: at first
2: i asked myself at first like why would he go to the grave dressed as batman but i realized it's bruce wings he's gotta he has got a he can not even fight the urge I, kid, I don't think he's capable mm-hmm. of ever walking by the grave yeah, of his it. parents yeah
1: no it, it's yeah. and it's such a key thing even in this story because it was previously established when he meets andrea how he's making he's he made this vow right and we all know the batman lore he made this vow he's seen his parents die before him and even in memes you see it nowadays that uh, like Instead of Batman being, instead of Bruce Wayne being smart and just getting therapy, he just decided to take vengeance on all crime for what oh, yeah. happened to his parents. Like this is a broken person. This is a crazy person, right? He, this is a person who, then, after seeing his parents murdered, decided to go on a crusade to learn to be the most uh, efficient and proficient martial artist fighting detective. To then come home and go. All right, that's still not good enough. I need to dress up as a bat mm-hmm. because it scared me, and now I'm going to fight all this crime until the ghost of my parents say you've done enough.
0: <laughs> You're good. Not that's
2: to, not to not jump really. too far ahead, but like when you mentioned the vow and the the way that they handled it in this movie, that's probably one of my favorite things uh, in any Batman yeah. story at all, like in any Batman comic movie. And I've read and watched so much. And this scene, that particular scene of Bruce begging his parents to let him, maybe I can just be happy, <laughs> like please. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then the way that the movie kind of established that he's actually not like he didn't choose because, you know, the movie kind of sets it up to feel like maybe he's going to choose Batman over Andrea. and He fucking doesn't. So he gets the like, no
0: choice robbed from him.
2: Yeah, he gets it taken from him. So now you have the question: like, where at first you kind of assume like, man, Bruce is a fucking maniac. He's gonna end up choosing Batman over, it. and it seems like it. But then he makes the right choice, and he gets it taken from him anyway. So now you're left the question: like, is fate like is fate going to push him no matter what? So like, the,
1: the ghost of not, his parents, man, the ghost you know, of his right? parents. <laughs>
2: like, I love that though. We didn't get to live out
1: our lives neither do you (laughs) it does take
2: him a little more seriously than like crazy guy in a bat suit right because you basically established that no he's actually intelligent enough to know that this is not healthy he doesn't want to do this he doesn't want to be in gotham chasing people around at night he doesn't have like a fetish for beating people up and taking vengeance like he wants to be happy it makes it it makes batman so tragic
0: yeah yeah i got some stuff to say we're we're almost there so i'm gonna get on that um in a bit because I I do think that that's the peak of the, like it really just gives you an insight so much on that character uh, in a way that I don't think anyone's ever really kind of tested before. Um, So later Andrea and Arthur talk money over dinner while Bruce Wayne as Batman creepily watches from afar. (laughs) He's just there in his suit with binoculars, just, 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 you know, he's doing detective work. Arthur flirts with Andrea who doesn't seem interested. And it seems Arthur went way back with Andrea's father. In a flashback, Bruce and Andrea are enjoying their budding relationship by visiting the world's fair. Bruce makes it clear that whatever the future holds for him, he wants Andrea in it and Andrea sets up a meeting so she can introduce Bruce to her dad. Bruce has a good first impression with Andrea's father and they even meet a young Arthur Reeves who is working as Beaumont's legal aide. As they continue their small talk, Sal Valestra, a man with mob ties, arrives to speak to Mr. Beaumont and he's not taking no for an answer. Uh, As they leave, Bruce Wayne tries to explain his frustration he has over all the unpunished crime that goes on in the city. As he's talking about this, he witnesses a robbery and he can't let that slide. Uh, So with Andrea's blessing, he tries to take down the criminals, but is ultimately struck with a baseball bat, which incapacitates him. Um, Later, Bruce works on prototype designs for his crime-fighting outfit, but seems upset by the idea that he could either commit himself to the vow he's made to his parents about avenging their deaths by fighting crime or live a life with Andrea. Um, He tearfully begs his parents for permission to live a full life and abandon the promise he made to them. In his mind, he never saw a timeline where he could be happy after their deaths, and yet he can see that future with Andrea, and Andrea comforts him at the grave and they embrace So, yeah, this is this is the big movie. This is a big part of the movie. In my opinion, Um, Kevin Conroy does a tremendous job. We just saw him do all the intimidating Batman stuff. And he really really does find a way to bring emotion to these scenes. It's got to feel handicapped when you're not directly facing the person you're talking to, nor, you know, maybe recording these scenes on different days, etc. But he really, really captured that desperation. And, um, I've never seen it put that way. I've never seen it put that the promise was made because in his mind, he saw no further happiness in a life without his parents. And I think that speaks so much to grief and death in general and how oftentimes, I've, I think we've all lost people. Everyone loses people, right? And it almost, um, you you there's a part of you, at least with me, with some of the people that has been closest to me who have passed away where i don't want to move on i feel like moving on is disrespecting the fact that they're not here anymore and you almost need that permission to both grieve but also move forward and i think i honestly do think that bruce thought that there he couldn't possibly see a world where he could ever be happy, so it's easy to sign his name on the contract of I ah, will fight crime forever. Because <laughs> if I'm never going to be happy, what is it? what does it all matter? And the temptation of this woman and the temptation of what that future could be with her is enough for him to realize that it can only be one or the other. And again, when making the choice mentally, he chooses Andrea. And that's huge when you consider how almost every other piece of batman media looks at that promise and looks at that vow. that vow seen in, in its entirety gets us to dark knight returns right this old crazy <laughs> fucking mutant punching batman yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's that road or this one and i've never seen this one before even with selena right the joke is that she always is like hey eh, you'll never quit this so you're good. You know, like you don't have to, you know, I'm not even going to tempt you with a relationship because you're never going to leave this crime fighting thing. That's your one true love. But it is like, no, it's not that at all. Like it, it really, he never thought that this could happen. So this now on his lap really makes him reconsider this promise. And when you, like you said, again, when he, when the choice is even robbed from him, it makes him even more tragic because then he's, you know, Sisyphus, he's just rolling the ball, the you know, the rock mm-hmm. uphill. It, it, it's never gonna it stop. Down every it's time. never gonna stay. It's never gonna stay up there. Um, it's big stuff. I I had never seen that explored this way. It's always been he's cool in how almost tunnel vision he is. That's always been the depiction. Like he's a badass because he's so focused on the mission. And it's like, well, yeah. And if you are like that all the time, you will never be happy. You'll never find love because there'll always be a mission. There'll always be a war. There'll always be another criminal to put behind bars. And there's no life behind that. Um, it's it, it's a it's a it's almost a critique or criticism of Batman in a Batman movie. <laughs> so it's interesting that they would even go there. Um, in present day, an elderly Sal Valestra lives in fear of being killed by the Batman, like his fellow gangsters before him. And we see that Sal and Arthur know each other quite well because Arthur is a scumbag. Uh, Bruce decides <laughs> to interrogate Sal after putting pieces together. Um, and is shocked to see a picture of Andrea's father with Sal. We get another flashback where Andrea tells Bruce that her and her father have to leave to Europe immediately, but her dad won't divulge the details. Senting that this is the time is of the essence. Bruce proposes to Andrea, who says, Yes, I completely forgot about this. I completely forgot that he would again risk it all. Mrs. Wayne, like we we doing this. You're staying here with me. You're getting half the mansion, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> That's right. Huge stuff for Batman. Huge stuff for Batman. Um, so I thought that was that was absolutely crazy. Uh, Bruce begins construction on the Batcave, but is heartbroken when Alfred hands Bruce his engagement ring box uh, with a letter from Andrea, who says that she's left with her dad and is too young for marriage. Uh, the last line in the letter is "Forget about me." Nah, come on, man. Especially to this guy.
2: <laughs> right. Like, he immediately just says, like, all right, you know what? Fuck these holes. I'm done. That's he's right. very Andrea he's like, Andrea, who? Batman. Yeah. I'm a bat now.
0: Yeah. Forever. Forever. But although
2: this is another scene where we got another, like, another hint that sometimes fate just easing with you, like, the bats coming out of the hole uh, in the ground as he proposed. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's yeah. just tragic. Yeah. Like, That's please, how he found out about alone. the Batcave.
0: Yeah. 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 I um, love,
1: I loved, I loved, but, I loved when he put on the the bat mask and Alfred's oh, and Alfred
2: face. Is is. Like, Unironically, love, like, love, love that scene. The music, just uh, the way Alfred sells it, because that tells. I me I think that he
0: gasps. He
1: does. Yeah. He's like what the he, like fuck? his face He's is like. Holy, oh, <laughs> this is disgusting. this is the fear. This is the fear that you wanted to invoke, and it's it's that embracing of okay, you know, I can't settle down with a happy life. So I'm gonna just like you said a second ago, I'm I'm now gonna become this single point driven person to the point where I am the epitome of fear and just focus because I yeah. can't be happy. So I'm gonna just take care of business.
0: Yeah. I Oh, I'm Whatever. sorry,
1: you go ahead. I've been talking too much, I think.
0: No, 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 no. You you're you're good. I was just gonna <laughs> say that um the whole the other part, you know. I, I've always loved one of the trajectories in the Dark Knight trilogy is Alfred's trajectory just as much as Bruce's and the gas to me man I don't know how you invoke all this in a single you know breathy breathy moment but the gas to me is like I've enabled this too far <laughs> you know like the gas to me is like I've been saying Oh, you know, if he wants to study jujitsu, then that's, then that's fine. And if he wants to occasionally stop a crime, then may- maybe that's okay. And if he's saying it it, it, it makes him happy to, you know, uh, uh, you know, be a detective, then whatever. And then when he sees him in the suit, he's like, this is, I can't stop him now. Like, this is, this is what this is going to be like. This is what this is going to be. Um, and you got to believe as somebody who in this very film voices that he wants him to be happy and step away from this very similar to michael king's batman of like come on man like how long are we gonna be doing this shit um i always like the idea that that alfred loves and enables bruce but doesn't necessarily think that this should be his life while bruce is at sal's sal heads over to the abandoned world's fair to meet with the clown prince of crime joker himself he asks the criminal to help kill keep him safe from batman as joker is the only one who can take him down he offers joker five million dollars and after some back and forth joker agrees to help arthur walks andrea home and when she goes inside she is confronted by bruce as batman that just made me laugh because that just felt more jealous boyfriend than 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 vigilante (laughs) it's like she just leaves her date and when she goes in bruce wayne's in her house as batman um and i love how kind of cold she plays it like, she doesn't, she's not like, she's like, oh, this is what you do now. Like, she kind of, um, she doesn't even flinch at the idea that he's Batman. She's coy with her answers about her father's connections to organized crime. And then Bruce Wayne leaves in a huff. Uh, but when he's gone, Andrea breaks into tears. Again, a bit nuanced for a child's you know, <laughs> cartoon. No, never,
2: as much as I loved this movie, just even before, obviously, before this watch for this show. I don't think I ever realized just how much Bruce and Andrea parallel. Like I knew, I didn't realize how much of uh, two sides of the same coin that they were. Really, yeah. it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's. I guess I'll get more into it later. But you brought it up now, how she didn't flinch at him as Batman because
0: I, now that you're saying yeah, it's kind of obvious why she would. She's like
2: you know why would she she's doing the same
0: thing exactly. for the same
2: reasons but she right. got absorbed by the <laughs> darkness that he plays with and flirts with but she felt right in, and he did That's right so I just I never noticed just how much even I hate to jump forward because we do it in a chronological yeah, yeah, way but if you're listening to this you saw the movie right so yeah, yeah, there, the on, final <laughs> scene the final scene of the film Andrea looks out and the guy asks her, are you alone? And she says, I am. And she's got the shadow over her eyes. And she's looking mm-hmm. out at the ocean. And then they fade over to Bruce, who's looking in her direction. He doesn't say mm-hmm. anything, but he's got the shadow over the same. He's got the mask over his eyes. He's also alone. Yeah. It was fucking beautiful. But I just never noticed just how how much that was parallel. Like
0: I, I literally didn't either. I did Those dots just connected in my mind. So it goes to show you. Um, no, I mean, and again, I, mean I,
1: love, I, love, I love when she throws in his face, you know, the only person who who's still who's still controlled oh, by her yeah. parents her parents is you and even in that like you realize well she's yeah. controlled by her parents yeah. but like you said she's she's completely given into the darkness she's killing people batman yeah. still doesn't kill people he just wants to control and and limit crime this woman is just like no i'm killing everybody who's got something. she's vengeance to do.
2: pure which is kind of the same story that i guess they were telling in the batman but bruce actually does fall in for a little bit
0: yeah i it's ironic because you gotta believe she knows of the character of batman like she you know being anybody who knows anybody you know batman's in gotham you know he's never been accused well except for right now (laughs) accused of killing people (laughs) and you know your track record so when you realize that your lover is that can you really embrace him or that at that moment again she's as Tunnel vision as he is, like, even when she sees the love of her life after 10 years, knowing that they were fated to be together until all this mob stuff happened, she doesn't just like drop all of it, like, Oh my god, I can't wait to tell you what I've been. She's still laser focused on her shit, on her mission, you know. She's uh,
1: and frames a bit, frames, frames her dead father, oh yeah, daddy, daddy's the yeah, one it was, behind it all it this. Him. <laughs> it's him, it's not, it's and, and, and quick,
0: and quick, too, too. Um. That night, the Phantasm arrives at Velestra's house and finds the gangster already dead at Joker's hands. The house then explodes with the Phantasm barely escaping. Bruce pursues the killer and gets the Phantasm in his clutches but is interrupted by the police who believe that Batman is responsible for the murders. Law enforcement surround the building that they think he's in and just when it looks like Batman is trapped and set to be apprehended by the GCPD, he tricks them with his cow and evades them in an alley. Suddenly, he sees Andrea's car and jumps in, and they manage to get away. I liked the Joker-Valestra review. I thought that was kind of (laughs) cool. And I like... There's something so weird, and I I don't know if it's elsewhere. This is like primarily where I got a lot of my Batman information before I got into comics. But I love the weird respect Joker has for Batman in this universe. like it goes on to like um the episode with the, the man who killed batman where he gives the eulogy and then basically tries to kill the guy he thinks killed batman because you don't even deserve to you know, like, <laughs> dare <laughs> you, you kind of stuff is this stuff here too he's like oh it's batman it's, no, it's not fucking bad like i know batman yeah. it's not batman but i'll take your money and then i'll kill you and then you know like he still
1: will, i'll use your corpse as the trap
0: <laughs> yeah i love it crazy um, Chris, I, And again, extremely grim for a a child. What do you tell kids in that
1: moment? No, I mean, honestly, something that I didn't even realize until this rewatch was, I always thought he owned that whole building. That's like an Mm -hmm. old folks apartment building. And my son, when the the explosion goes off, my son is like, he just killed everybody in that building. And I'm like, oh my God.
0: Before, (laughs) before, Before the Breaking Bad, they blew up a hospital for one guy.
1: One dude. For one dude, and <laughs> then he didn't guy. even get him and he didn't even get
0: him. no, 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 <laughs> no bonkers. Um, so at Wayne Manor, Alfred patches up Bruce while, while Andrea watches. When Andrea's asked again about her father and the mob, she recalls that her father conducted a meeting the same day that Bruce proposed. She overheard the mob threatening to shake down Mr. Beaumont, who begged for an extension on getting them the money they were asking for. Sal agrees to a 24-hour extension, saying if they don't have the money, he will have Mr. Beaumont's heart. So Mr. Beaumont decides that he and his daughter have to leave right now, or they will be in incredible danger. Andrea pleads to stay and tells her father that Bruce proposed, but it doesn't change her dad's mind. He confesses that he took the mob's money in uh, in hopes of providing a better future for Andrea. From that uh, from that night forward, they were on the run, hiding all over Europe before settling down. Carl eventually had enough money to pay the mob back, but the mob wanted to be repaid in blood. Andrea hints that her father might be the phantasm, getting revenge for all this time on the lamb. After Andrea blames herself for ruining Bruce's life, Bruce is like, "Nah, girl, come here," <laughs> and they mm. share a passionate kiss and a passionate night.
1: And Alfred yeah. again stumbles in, like, uh, I'm-
0: "Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, <laughs> bro, what's going on, man?"
1: Was the mansion always
2: Ocean Side? Yes. I felt like I was like, wow! I don't remember they had an ocean. In it, the it's
0: back just it. so big that she he experiences all four seasons somewhere different. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's that big. This is that big of a building back in the day. Um, yeah, because the next yeah the next morning they they're like by you know by the balcony and everything's beautiful and um and, like, ooh, and, and,
1: not, and and at this point they cannot hide the fact that they're hooking up because yeah. she's she's wearing the button down shirt. She's got no <laughs> pants on. She's got no pants on. It's just like, right. oh, yo, Batman got busy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she like had no that. pants
2: on. That was crazy. I was like, yeah. no pants at all. Nice. But also pushing the limit. Hey, yeah. A- another sensor would have been like, color those in. <laughs>
0: color those in right now. That's what right.
1: Put some put some sweatpants on her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The next morning, the two of them consider making it work this time. And later, Andrea heads off after a quick kiss with Bruce. Alfred questions if Andrea will interfere with his Batmaning, And Bruce confesses that he indeed loves her. And maybe after all this dies down, they could be together without Batman. Again, huge I, moment. Says the L word. I was like, oh, wow. All right. Yeah, I mean, he did I, propose, but I've never heard Bruce Wayne be like, I love her.
1: I, I love how even in the scene, they constantly play with the light and the dark because he's outside with her he kisses her goodbye he's all delightful i love you and i'll see you later but then the moment he walks back into the mansion his shoulders drop his head drops and he's just like hey, can i do this is this is this what i'm supposed to be doing he's he, he's still going back and forth with these emotions and just the way even the scenery matches his emotions it's just it's beautifully done it's beautifully done mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And he's drawn, like you said, in those moments, it kind of shows you how love can kind of lift you up and kind of, you know, perk you up and all, all that and how much the weight of his promise and vow slumps his shoulders and has him in the darkness. Um, yeah, it, it, it's completely well done. And again, all of this in a lesser show, all of this would have to be said outright. You know, but they save time by just drawing it (laughs) by just showing you visually how the person feels, which, again, just incredibly efficient. Um, So Bruce goes over the photos he's been investigating about the Beaumonts and the mob and notices a man who resembles the Joker in the background of one of these photos. Um, He just takes out a pen. and It's like, son of a (laughs) man. I can't
2: escape this bastard.
0: I was like, and I, I kept looking. I was like, are they trying to say that?
2: Yeah. It's yeah. kind of crazy that uh, when I first, I don't know if I remember when I first watched it, but I guess right. the first time I watched it with adult eyes, which I don't even know when that was, I remember being surprised that the Joker was even in this movie because it doesn't feel like the kind of story where he fits in. And we had gotten so far into it uh, yeah. without him. It's like it, it kind of feels like a holy shit moment when you realize that he's actually like we talked about the moment already in the last with the before the old man got blown up but right right. right he right, actually right. comes out they even give him like a little theme when he walks he's out a, of the shadows it's sick he's so uh, big that
0: you you'd think he would be on the poster you think he would be on yeah. the emotional material all that kind of stuff there but it's not a it's not about him but when you pull up a such a big wig like that it's it really is like oh whoa he's in this too and why, how is he gonna factor into all this um and then when you consider that this is kind of a takeoff offshoot of the burton world you know that in that universe joker was a gangster and he yeah you know hung out with other gangsters and he knows them so when he talks about them, hey carl and whatever and and right. sal and the and the guys my mind carries the lore over from there, right? And puts it in here, and it's it just works. It's one for one. Uh, you guys want to gush about Mark Hamill for a little? Oh, oh heck
2: yeah. man, is this something? His, it's so weird hearing like he's got such vigor, like he's so young in doing this, yeah. doing this movie.
1: Yeah, it's so good. No, I, I, this, this was the documentary for this was, uh, was one of those. I don't know if you remember HBO. Used to do these short little 20 minute making of for movies. And yeah. they did one for Mask of the Phantasm that I got to see when I was little. And oh, that's wow. where I discovered that Mark Hamill was the Joker. <laughs> oh, and my, my little like 12, 13 year old mind was just like, Luke Skywalker's the Joker. And <laughs> like, this is crazy. And hearing him do like, because they show recordings of him on, on a microphone and doing, and I'm just like, how is he doing this? And even when he talks about doing the character, he's like he has so many teeth, and he does like the giant smile yeah. himself. It's so great, and to see like how 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 great of a per of an actor and a persona do you have to be that you could be synonymous with two characters? You know, not a lot of actors have pulled that off in their careers. You right. know, you you think of Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. You think of the Joker you think of mark hamill's voice as the joker but you don't even think of his face you just think of the voice
0: that's insane that's insane i I, yeah it's huge and um i think i saw a bit of the same thing that you had saw because i saw something along the lines where he was like or maybe it was about the bam and the anime series in general where he says that um he would always like he, he would like get almost caught up in, in it and sometimes go over the top. And then he'd ask Andrea Romano, who also should get a ton of credit. She was the casting director for this, uh for this entire universe. He'd be like, is that too over the top? And she's like, you're the Joker. <laughs> it's like, go, go it. yeah, go bigger.
1: You know what I mean? When you uh, think you're pushing out of the envelope, go farther. It's the Joker. Yeah. It's what you're supposed
0: to do. And in this, especially in, in several moments of this, he's doing like, a hundred one-liners a a minute he's talking to himself in a lot of ways he's not waiting for answers or trying to you know he's just just shooting off uh you know and his personality just shines through and then in moments where he wants to be devious all he has to do is drop in an octave and all of a sudden his eyes arch and he looks at the gangsters and all of a sudden you're like oh this is not is not gonna be good um it's it's his that voice portrayal um lends itself to the cartoonish world of this and then whenever he wants to make it serious you realize how serious everything else is going on around it it, it it's hard to do but he manages to do it um so boom, boom 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 joker joker speaking of joker he stops by arthur reeve's office and accuses him of being the phantasm after convincing him it's not batman the two are interrupted when Andrea calls Arthur, which further convinces Joker that Arthur is behind this somehow. Later that night, Arthur is just brought to the emergency room after being dosed with Joker toxin. Batman visits to try to get info, and uh, at first it seems like Arthur's too far gone, but he collects himself and tells Batman that he helped Carl and Andrea Beaumont skip town. They last spoke years ago when Arthur asked for financial help during his first election campaign. Carl told him no. So Arthur sold his location to the mob in exchange for payment. This is like the bottom basement snitch dropping dimes kind of stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. this is like, this is low. This is low, low, low shit here. Carl gave him his first job or his first real job out of college. That's right. Working for the Beaumonts. And the second he could drop a dime for some money, he does. It, yeah. it's, it's crazy. He gets um, what he deserves.
1: I I love in that scene where where Joker shows up in his office, the the silhouette of the Joker in the in the office door, and he just he just oh, rolls yeah. in and he just gets right in his face because he's he knows something's going on. He's smarter than the situation, and I love even when Andre Beaumont calls and he he just gets animated doing all these goofy things like. You know, just yeah. answer the phone and or hang up now, and and then like you <laughs> said he he just drops that octave, and it's just like, oh, oh, I see what's going on here, and it's it's over. You know, you know something something's going on, and to then see him just laughing hysterically, which you know is pretty much going to be his, his his death is imminent at this point, and yeah. he has to admit, oh, I'm this douchebag of a person that you know. I, I it led to the death of this girl that I supposedly are interested in the death of her father all for money and a little bit of, of a title be a councilman like yeah you've got you got what you deserve there buddy
0: and we saw that and it, it possibly wasn't going to go for him good work for him anyway because he still had ties to the mob he still was talking to Sal he's still, still talking to a lot of these guys and you know he thought he was going to ride that all the way to the top and uh, no did not work out for him Um so Batman then heads over to Andrea's home and picks up her ringing phone. I'm like, why'd you do that, bro? But Joker, Joker's on the other line. Uh, and he sends over a drone with a bomb attached to it. He's ahead of his time uh, and to take Batman out. But Bruce survives. We flash back one more time to Andrea in Europe coming home to find her father murdered at the hands of Sal and his men. I think they do like a Godfather oranges on the ground <laughs> thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep, it's a mob movie. Um, inside his hideout at the abandoned World's Fair, the Joker is confronted by Andrea as the phantasm. And just like her, he's nonplussed. He's like, yeah, you're a chick. Like, I know you're a chick, so, yeah. You finally you know? figured
1: it. You finally figured I like the fact that she didn't even play, like, try to be like, no, I, I am not <laughs> He just immediately, <laughs> it's like the Scooby-Doo moment, like, oh, you figured <laughs> it out. It's right. You darn kids and your dog too, you figured it out. Like like you come on. Why why do you just give up the ghost like that so quickly? Did you, you know?
2: see did you see how much effort WB had gone through to try to uh hide the identity of the phantasm? Oh. So they, what they did actually do? like they, body hired stuff? The, they hired the voice of her father to do the action figure voice and everything wow. too. Right. And then Right before the movie comes out, they end up spoiling it for everybody by releasing releasing the toy with her and the mask. The fantastic ah, because unmasking ah, action figures were so cool back
0: then. Yeah, the Power Ranger head that flips up, yeah. and they have the helmet. I'm so, I'm
1: so happy I was too poor to afford toys. <laughs> 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 I, I, I didn't experience this. I didn't experience this at yeah, all. Yeah, Like, I, like I, I, remember, I remember growing up as a kid, going to Toys R Us, and not being allowed to go inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't even look over there. <laughs> don't even it look over there. You're I'm not even coming in. You. I'm here to buy a present for your cousin, because we have to. You stay in the car with, and the car is not running. We back in a half hour. Don't die.
0: (laughs) I get I get real flashbacks to the line in Pulp Fiction, um, because you know she's been going around doing the whole uh, "I am the angel of death." Uh, It's like that's just some cold shit you say right before you kill somebody. Like it has no real, you know, like she just she was like practicing it in the mirror, like Huntress and Birds of Prey, like cool shit she could say. (laughs) Like never stabs anybody with the hook. It's just a just a prop. Just a, just a nice little uh, intimidation. Jo- Joker,
1: Joker quickly melts it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, he's so so that. nonplussed about any of this. Um, so they fight. Andrea appears to have the upper hand until Joker escapes and lures her into the path of a gigantic aircraft engine, which sucks her off her feet and nearly kills her until Batman arrives in the Bat Cycle and crashes it into the engine's rotors. He destroys it, much to Joker's annoyance. And then Batman asks Andrea, but Andy, what will vengeance solve? Bum, bum, bum. Of all people, bro. Of all people. Look in the mirror, Bruce. Right. <laughs> Look in the mirror, man. And she says, uh, she says
1: something like that again to him. Like, oh, you of all people yeah. should know. And he's just like, I'm not murdering people. Though. I put him in jail.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and now again like very similarly to you know another great batman piece of media uh whether it's long halloween or dark knight returns it's like joker's in the middle of watching somebody corrupt themselves and batman trying to pull them away and it's all just a show to him <laughs> it's all just like i know this i know this city is screwed and it will ruin people and this is a she's an example of that she's proof positive of it and you can't convince her In his mind, he's like, Batman, let's watch Batman try to convince this cold-blooded murderer to stop being a cold-blooded murderer. It's not going to work because the Joker knows that it's all chaos all the time. Really, really interesting stuff. Um, uh, Batman confronts Andrea. He now knows that her father is dead and that she's been killing his tormentors one by one for revenge. She actually arrived in Gotham earlier to kill Chucky Saul and used her late father as a scapegoat if necessary. Andrea says she has nothing left except for her revenge on the men who ruined her lives. Batman pleased with her to leave and let him apprehend Joker his way. Elsewhere, Joker starts a countdown to blow up the entire complex. Batman's pursuit of the Joker takes him through the old ex- exhibitions and Joker distracts him with a set of booby traps long enough to don a jetpack and fly into the sky. Very, very Joker-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman manages to jump on his back and yank him off course causing them both to crash and I don't know if that's a Boba Fett thing uh, crash and leave them exhausted uh, when Batman even admitting he's willing to risk dying with the Joker if it means stopping him from escaping. Another another big moment, then Andrea reappears and grabs hold of the Joker Batman pleads with her to run as the fairground is wired to explode but she refuses and bids him goodbye. The bomb explodes and the entire complex begins to burn. The Joker laughs maniacally as Andrea disappears with him in a cloud of smoke. The ground underneath Batman collapses and he falls into a sewer line which carries him away from the inferno. That Joker laughing sticks in my brain. Like that image of him just completely having the time of his life and the fires in the background. Like when they think of like what some men want to watch the world burn, like that's the image and that's the voice that I hear when they say stuff like that. It's just really, really well done.
1: No, I mean, exactly. Like I I laughed myself out loud to that. And even, even my son looks over to me, he starts laughing because it's just, it's such a Joker moment. Everything is burning around him. He himself, even though in this previous scene was like, "Hey, Batman, if you don't if you don't let me operate this jetpack properly, we're both gonna die." They crash, yeah. and he's he's still like, you know what? We're we're all gonna die at this point. And you can tell, like, even in that moment, I I wonder does Joker know who Batman is? Because he's sitting there going, "Okay, Andrea Beaumont." He knows the connection that she has to to Batman. He's hearing this conversation, but he just doesn't care he just doesn't care he's just like i'm watching this relationship just fall apart i know who this is i don't need to say i know who it is because i'm enjoying it and on top of that everything's exploding yes
0: (laughs) and he knows
1: he knows he knows at the same time i'm somehow
0: gonna survive all this somehow but you just made me think for a second nothing comes of him knowing the mobsters right like Bruce makes oh. that connection, but nothing comes of it. Nothing. No. It's not like he oh, set wow. the mobsters to the Beaumonts or that he set, you know, the Beaumonts up with the mobsters or anything like that. He just was in the room. He was just around.
1: Th- that's what I'm saying. It's interesting.
0: Red herring. Yeah. Green hair. Green haired red herring. Um but in the Batcave, Bruce is heartbroken over the fact that he was unable to save Andrea. Sadly, Alfred tells him that Andrea was beyond redemption. Which is what you gotta say when your boy breaks up with, when he breaks up with
1: somebody. <laughs> you don't need cool. that Oh, right, Bruce. She Yo, was man, crazy, Bruce. Yo, man, what are you, bro? Man. You, you, are perfect, man. You are perfect. You are. She
0: gave. She gave it up on the lawn, Bruce. <laughs>
1: on the lawn. <laughs> Yo, she talks to her mother, and she's her mother's dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, her mother's dead. I just love the accent. <laughs> um. Uh. Then Bruce notices a glint. In the distance and finds a locket that belonged to Andrea wedged in a nook in the cave wall inside is a picture of her and Bruce desolate Bruce realizes that she must still be alive but is once again lost to him now and forever on a cruise ship out at sea one of the passengers notices Andrea standing alone at the rail he starts to introduce himself but notices her rather cold greeting and a mourning veil she wishes to be left alone Bruce Wayne stands on a rooftop overlooking the city as he's done countless times before. And whether, as Yogi put it, whether it's by fate or by design, it seems he cannot escape his purpose. Seeing the bat signal light up in the sky again, he uh, swings off into the night. So good. Tragic. Tragic Shakespearean. It, it's all uh, that and more.
2: <laughs> now hit that 90s power ballad. Boom by Tia Carrere <laughs> by Tia
1: Carrere let's go
0: i was quite surprised at how well this still held up um i wonder if it's one of those things where if you watch it as a child you can still find a tremendous enjoyment of it but you're not getting the embezzling money stuff you're not getting right like there's a little bit there is a little bit of of heightened writing here with mm-hmm. some of this stuff um and what a careful hand to be able to play in both of those universes have something that could be on wb kids or whatever the heck but is tackling this kind of stuff um what do you guys think upon rewatch about its rewatchability
1: no i i it's timeless this is this is just as rewatchable as any of the nolan batmans as as much as the burton batmans sorry schumacher i'm not going to put you in there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this this there's a reason why even on Rotten Tomatoes to this day this is ranked up there with the other Batmans like 80 82 percent like that's that's crazy that's crazy high for something this old and it still holds up like after watching it again for the first time in a a few years I just want to watch it again like this this hey let's make it a Christmas movie right
0: yeah yeah Hey, I mean, this is just as, as a Christmas movie as anything. I literally dropped on Christmas. Come on, man. Let's I think go. there's
2: one mention of Christmas in this movie. Uh, you can find it. You'll be able to technically call it a Christmas movie. <laughs> That's a, yeah, yeah,
0: right? Does anyone wear a Santa hat anywhere in this weird-ass town where everyone's rocking fedoras <laughs> <laughs> all time of the, of the year? Uh, it's bonkers. Uh, Yogi, any anything you got from your rewatch? How are you mm-hmm. feeling? Like you said, it just cemented your – it just validated you, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, it does it every time. It's just like I, on this rewatch, like I noticed earlier the parallels and just how how freaking good it is, how good it'll always be, and uh, and how I might not want to throw, throw away my Blu-ray just because of the 4K, <laughs> because uh, yeah. everything isn't meant to be upscaled all the way,
0: <laughs> right, right. No, I get it. Um, yeah, I I truly enjoyed this. This is one of the heights of. DC media, especially, like I said, in a time before the big push to putting this stuff in theaters, putting <laughs> comic book stuff in theaters, um the only.
2: Comic- uh, I was gonna say it's the only superhero anime. It's the only animated superhero film to be nominated for best uh animated film Annie Award, which is the same oh, wow. as like uh, it's like the animation Oscars. but Yeah, <laughs> it, they didn't win. Unfortunately, they lost to Lion King.
1: But they- what? to what movie? <laughs> what the was that <laughs> never heard
0: of it <laughs> yeah it's uh it's that guy in florida he has like a thing of lions that he has like a, his own personal zoo of lions Yeah,
2: who ran over that chick so broderick killed the person
0: it. everybody i want that kill i person. want that known he did he totally did every time um, you
2: mention matthew broderick you should mention that he
1: killed a person it's just ferris,
0: ferris bueller killed somebody vehicular manslaughter he even kill him man. with his bare hands, like a like a, <laughs> like a real man. Kill him like a coward. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I I hope that the lesson from people going back and watching this is shows that there you can marry simplicity and depth. You can marry uh, adult themes in animation. You can have Batman have some kind of silly and funny moments, and then also some really uh, grave ones. But you should really be trying to explore the man. Behind the suit. It's really easy to just put the guy up there, do some gadgets, and uh, you know, uh have him fight crime that way. The depth that they showed in this is something that I hope uh carries forward. This is the height, like I said again, in a lot of ways, of what DC is capable of doing. Next week, uh Yogi will be joining us again to cover what is the Jesus. end of a of a shared universe of DC. Aquaman 2 uh we'll be covering next week the final film of the DC. Can't believe it's out.
2: I didn't know it was coming out already.
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah it'll be out know. in two days. <laughs> yeah. you, would not, heard, you would not know. I heard they purposely uh, did not do a red carpet premiere for this film. They did a very quiet, yeah. uh, familiar with the, the actors.
1: Played in the back of a van. <laughs> That's,
0: what I mean. That's what no, it this was. Is, they, they, not, it was a Zoom meeting. They sent the link they, to everybody in a Zoom meeting and just played. The it.
1: <laughs> they did the premiere at a cemetery.
0: There you go, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey,
1: ba- Batman right now is visiting his parents going, what the hell is that movie in the background? What is that movie? Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> but, but to be fair, that's what we do tackle here. On, uh, tackle on here as part of the Major Issues Podcast, the latest and greatest. And sometimes the uh, latest is not so great, um, but... I can't believe it. We're closing in on the end of this year. We're going to be finishing up with Aquaman, and then we'll be doing some predictions, the best and worst of this year, Uh, really a year in review. It's been bonkers this year in general between what's been coming out, what's been announced to come out, what's not coming out anymore, and all that stuff. But if you want to follow the adventures of all that stuff, Make sure that you're listening to the Major Issues podcast. It's the official podcast of Comic Book Click, and it's available at comicbookclick.com. But if you don't want to go to our official website, and why? Why wouldn't you? I mean, it's super. Why cool. wouldn't you? Um, that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you? Um, Let's say these people already have podcast apps that they're already listening to their podcasts on their true crime, their Joe Rogan, all of that. Um, We're available wherever podcasts are found, any podcast app Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, ToonFind, YouTube, Spotify, and more. We just, um, I just put the podcast through a bunch of other podcast directories. So we should be, our reach should be even bigger now. Um, And yeah go to comicbookclick.com to get every bit of the major issues podcast over 300 episodes is over 600 hours of content at minimum us talking about the latest and greatest things to come to comic book book media it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff it's been a lot of fun and we're not stopping anytime soon so make sure that you are reaching out to us all over social media facebook.com slash comic book click instagram at comic book click or you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest hottest latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media if you go to comic book click.com you can hit that shop cbc link and purchase uh late, possibly, when this comes out, Christmas present <laughs> designed by, uh, me, uh, as part of Combo Click, we get a kickback of every purchase made. So consider buying a piece of merch. Not only is it unique, but you end up helping us out here. Um, you could also hit our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse for as little as 10 cents a day three dollars a month change in your couch you can help us keep our lights on here and afford the hardware and the software that we need to keep providing you guys content free of charge we're upping the content in 2024 we have a new video series that will be coming out hopefully uh by the time the next episode of this podcast comes out with uh myself and mr b roke i'm super excited for that to drop it's in the editing bay currently but yeah we're always cooking up stuff here so support us when you can how you can uh, whether it's through patreon whether it's through buying merch or lastly rating and reviewing us on itunes it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't because i've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to complex and comic book media but i can't tell you how we do it because it'll mess up the timeline and next thing you know seven bucks productions is going to do their batman mask of the phantasm and that means that "Drock" rock johnson's playing batman and nobody wants any of that so make sure that you guys are fan following the bandwagon before the bandwagon becomes full but i've already told you guys where you can find me and be roke yogi where where
2: can the people find you? Hi, Operators! Social media hub situation called Dirt Sheet Radio. Uh, you can find me on social media, every freaking platform, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Just search Dirt Sheet Radio. Uh, you'll find our podcast, flagship podcast, which I'm on my way to record right now. Uh, oh my God! And... Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can also catch us on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, and some Sundays uh, with our post show rewinds immediately after yeah, every major professional wrestling event on television or pay per view
0: yeah i mean you guys are killing it over there you guys are expanding as well it's been beautiful to see uh, all the work that's been coming out there but yeah man tell a friend to tell a friend about comic book click tell a friend to tell a friend about dirty radio there'll be a link tree link for all dirty radios links in the description of this podcast so go ahead and give them a follow um and yeah i'm i'm loving everything that happens i mean you guys have been fighting upstream for a long time there's you guys if there's one thing you guys are is fightful uh, i'd say but um <laughs> but, but, but but that's all i got for this uh, episode of the matrix Juice podcast mm, my name is george serrano aka the don <laughs> it's john
1: escudero aka yogi <laughs> And I am Alex Garcia aka B Roke, but will always be the boo-boo to your yogi
0: There you go. And this has been our Batman mask of the phantasm 30th anniversary recap and review and remember whether you're a dark knight or an angel of death a clown prince of crime or just Want to leave it all behind for love remember that we are the click remember It's Merry Clickmas and always remember that you, yes you, are worthy.